0: this is just football hello yes welcome to another packed episode of just football right um I kind of want to ask you both how you're doing, but I want to also get straight into the episode. So I think I should be polite. How are you both doing?
1: Well, to, to minimise the small talk, when I say I'm fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm okay. Let's move on.
1: No, you do well. Yeah, <laughs> right. Now, there has been um, a
0: lot kind of going on in this last week. So even though we are in the end of season, pre-pre-season. Um, just a couple of things to start off with, though. there's, uh, You know, it's, 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 we focus a lot on... on on the sort of like the positive and the happy side of things, but there's been a couple of events in the last week which um, been quite uh, sad in terms of, of of news. So there was the Millwall owner who died in a car crash in America last week. Um, so sort of condolences and thoughts with the club and family there. But also Bandersa. So I think you both did see the story, haven't you? That he had a hemorrhage. So he's still in intensive care, stable, but in, in intensive care at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, it did see that news. Um Obviously, it's a bit out of the blue, isn't it? We obviously don't know any of the background, but I don't know how out, out of the blue it was for him as well, whether it was in illness, it kind of got to that point or whether it was uh, all of a sudden.
0: Yes, uh, thoughts, obviously, with him as well and his family. So ho- hopefully he, he sort of gets well soon um, or, or pulls out that soon. So, yeah, just wanted to to kind of get those said at the start. So if we... I think there's been, I had one big news story and then there's a couple of others came through. So I think what I want to start with is probably one of the bigger items from last week was the appointment of Hannah Dingley as the caretaker manager of League Two Club Forest Green Rovers. So what what did you, uh, well, I know you both saw it because Dan, you also posted it in the WhatsApp chat. But yeah, what's your view on this story?
1: Is it is the it first time? Um, but a female manager has been appointed of a, of a men's
0: team? Thinking the professional in the league structure, yeah. So as of July 2023, she is the first and only woman in charge of a professional men's team in English football. Um, but, you know, and, and, and the thing to be clear, so as always, you, or as expected, sorry, I should say, there was a lot of abuse and the, the classic callers into radio stations. Yeah, it is clear to say she does have a UA for pro license. She's got all the qualifications. So I just wanted to, to say that, up, uh, you know, and she's, um, she's got the, I, I had a brief look about her. She's got a Bachelor of Science in Sport and Exercise Science, Masters of Science in Coaching from Loughborough. She has worked with uh, Swansea City, uh, where she was actually working with, uh, do you remember Jan Mulby? She was working with him when he was training the team. Uh, and, and she said it was that experience that, strengthened her desire to work as a manager um you know she's been in 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 and around football sort of youth youth teams since 2011 and yeah in 2019 she was hired as academy manager at forest green rovers uh, making her the first woman to coach a men's academy team in england and in 2021 she also launched the girls academy for forest green so come to the present day so 4th of july Duncan Ferguson was let go and yeah, they decided to, you know, she's there. She's been in the club a couple of years. She said herself, she's coached Red for 20 odd years. So is not is not different. And the chairman or the owner of Forest Green has said it was a very simple decision. She was the most qualified person at the club for the job. So I, you know, from my perspective, I've been thinking about this and I think the story is obviously that she's the first one, but I've been thinking a manager almost doesn't really matter. The game is the game, right? We're not talking about the physicality of it or, you know, the actual playing of the game. If she's got her licenses, if she's got her studies, she's got her qualifications, she she should be qualified, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, should be. But unfortunately, that's not the world we live in, isn't it? Like, she's going to have to overcome barriers that normal male managers. And regardless of how good a male manager is, they won't have the same barriers that she will have to, to face from people that are fans and, you know, player respect. And, you know, I hope, it, I hope it does go well. And this is a step into what the future can look like. But you just, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a different route for her than, you know, than, than other male managers.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, the only thing I say is why did they make her caretaker manager? You know, that... The, the word I think makes a difference—the wording. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I should say the wording I think makes a difference in how people are looking at the appointment.
1: Yeah. I didn't realise it was a caretaker manager. But
0: yeah, and uh, sorry, uh, sorry, just maybe for something else for you to think about. The I just worry. You know, if she gets off to a losing start, that's going to be all the ammunition we need. I mean. We've had players here. I mean, look at Frank Lampard over the last season, but he'll probably walk into another job next week, right? Yeah. Um, If he hasn't already. So, yeah. So, it's the fact that for me, it's it's a caretaker word. And also, yeah, I just worry if she gets off to a losing start. um, Is that going to... It shouldn't, but is that going to set things back?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's... (laughs) It's funny the word caretaker these days because we have caretaker managers who are in charge longer than some permanent managers. So maybe we should still wait the word caretaker. Well, I
0: gonna, yeah, I mean Tottenham, yeah, we're more used to caretaker. Like you said, abs- absolutely spot on. But, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, see, I can't remember if we said in one of our episodes, but it felt like this was going to happen at some point. I mean, look at, um, if I pronounce it right, Serena Vigman, right? Yeah. She, she should be able to walk into a, into a, a sort of any job, whether it's female, or male management, right? Just based on what she's done alone.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed. I wouldn't be against her taking over from Southgate. Like, I don't, well, yeah, I'd be, yeah. I'd be Interested to see it, to see it play out. But yeah, it's it is good. Obviously, we've gone through a, a transition with introducing female pundits, introducing female referees. This feels like the next step. And I just hope it, it goes well because, like you said, if she gets onto a losing, you know, loses the first few games, which any manager in the country can do, yeah. it will be because she's female um, and, and not because of any other, any other factor. So that's the barrier she's going to have to overcome. But, you know, fingers crossed, it works out.
0: Yeah. And also, what's that do for any other potential, you know, women who want to step into to the male manager? I mean, I still, again, I still, in my head, the rationale is, Football is the same sport, whoever it's played. If it's played by kids, if it's if it's played by professionals, non professionals, men or women, yeah. um, you know we've got who's that guy? I've forgotten his name. Is it in Belgium or France? Now, you do have a disservice where we say he's his experience was playing football manager because he has got his qualifications as well. But we've got managers who haven't even played the game, yeah, managing. So I think I think the 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 call for me is. Just give it. Just let her have a chance, right? Yeah,
1: and the fact that she's come from within the club and not like a new appointment from the outside, I think has got a bit positive. It's not. You know, the team must know her. The players must know her. Um, yeah. So, so hopefully there is a real given the chance, and you know she gets off to a good start.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So yeah, Hannah, I think I've got it right. Yeah, Hannah Dingley, good luck, and there's going to be a lot of attention. So I think yeah, sort of. Maybe the first after the first few weeks we'll will probably come back to it. But yeah, good luck. Good luck to her and the club. Um right. Next up is I've I've shuffled the order, I think, a bit. Um well, I know I know Dave just had to disappear briefly, but he might be interested in this is the offside rule. So FIFA are looking to introduce another new change to the offside rule. And the only reason I say Dave might be interested is because apparently this was also um, the proposal put forward by Arsene Wenger a few years ago. So currently, a player is offside when they are in the opponent's half and when the ball is played, any part of the body is closer to the opponent's goal line than both the ball and the second last opponent. So ultimately, if if part of you is in front or sorry behind the last defender, what the new rule is looking to 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 lay out is you are only offside if there is daylight between um sorry no no sorry i've got that wrong haven't i the the new rule is yeah no that's right sorry yeah there's got to be daylight so what do you think about that or the proposed alteration
1: what's the um did it did any of the news reports say what it's intended to achieve is it just to To allow more goals or for clarity or for less confusion? I
0: think it's gonna hopefully promote more goals or more attacking. I think it's because I've I've had a thought about this when I first put it to you both in the chat. I thought, no, this is brilliant, this is a really good idea. I think it's great. I still think it's a good idea, but I actually now think it's it's gonna be a lot harder. Because I think surely it's easier for an official to spot if somebody is slightly past a the defender, then yeah, maybe to see if all their bodies. But do you, do you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's exactly. I think it's going to be very confusing. I just I don't think the linesman. It's obviously I reckon it's going to have to be 100% VAR dependent because I don't think the linesman's ever going to flag because I, I don't think there's any way. So like you said, if you're if you're looking at a wall, for example. Uh, like a physical brick wall. It's easy to see if someone has edged out a little bit and is there for offside, but it's, it'd be very difficult to to see if a trailing toe is is still behind the wall. And I just, I think linesmen, we'll get to a point where linesmen just don't ever flag. Um, I think defences will become a bit chaotic so I don't think they'll play the high line anymore or they'll have troubles playing the high line because it's easy to break... So it will be interesting to see how – no, we all might be completely wrong. We're just saying this not as football players (laughs) and we don't really know, but it'll be interesting to see what the trial kind of achieves uh, and how not chaotic it is.
0: Yeah, in my head, I like – it's a logical change because I'm thinking, so just because my big toe – and, you know, we've seen we've seen some of the VAR decisions. It's a fraction of a player can be offside and the goal is ruled offside, right? It, it's really frustrating. So in my head, it's logical that if your part of you is aligned, then it should count. But are we now going to start seeing players like attackers intentionally like almost like straddling a little bit? They're going to leave one, their left leg really far behind or something so they can get a, a bit of a head start. i yeah, like I said, I think the intention is to to kind of try get more more goals in the game. Um, is that a problem at the moment? though? do we do we? Do you know? Is that? I I don't
1: yeah.
0: I don't think that we've got. Generally, you might get the odd week where it's a lower scoring week, but I don't think goals are a problem right now, are they?
1: No, I, I, yeah, I don't think so. It's obviously meant to benefit the attacker. I think for it to work is I think they need to be so much quicker with VAR and, and decisions. And, yeah. you know, you, you watch Wimbledon this week as an, as an example in the tennis and, you know, their technology and um, calling balls in and out from Hawkeye is instant. It doesn't disrupt the game. Whereas at the moment, VAR really does disrupt the game for, you know, if they have to watch five or six replays, um, it's it's going to interrupt the flow even more because this is going to be even more complicated.
0: Okay. Um. Yep. Yeah, ap- apologies. We've just got a message that Dave's had to drop off. So, yeah, th- you're just going to hear the, the, the dulcet towns, uh, sounds of Dan and Dan. Right. Um. So we're going to call this game of two halves. This is a pod of two halves. So we've... Um, We've just had a bit of a technical difficulty. So they've had to drop off and it caused the recording to break. So this, rather than making it sound disjointed, we, we, we intentionally address the fact that it's going to be disjointed. So, so Dan, I think we were just talking about the offside proposal. Um, I think we pretty much much got there anyway. But ultimately, what do you think? Do you want to see it or not?
1: Um, I'd like to see it trialed somewhere away from any of the teams that we, we're involved in. And then uh, if it works, then uh yeah, let's bring it back. But I think what I was saying just before we got rudely cut off was that VAR just needs to be less disruptive for it to work. And I I just I can't imagine if VR is taking like watching five, six replays to make a decision, I just think it's gonna slow the game down even more, is is my final thought on it.
0: Yeah, and and like I was saying, I think I agree with you. I think most calls will probably go to VAR now. I just would like to think that it would be easier to see that there's daylight between players, but we've seen some shocking scenarios in the past. So yeah, let let's see. Um, but you know, Wenger wanted it, and we've we've said he's been a great ambassador to football. So so let's see what it brings. Yeah. Right, next story. Actually, we should quickly just go on to say about the under-21 tournament. So that finished yesterday? No, Saturday. No, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Uh,
1: yes. Uh, no, Saturday. No, Saturday. Three. Sorry,
0: Saturday. And England won the tournament, which means they went the whole tournament uh, without conceding a goal, which is fantastic, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you, you must think there must be some sort of record. I can't imagine that happening. Like, obviously, there's f- fewer rounds. What do they play? Three group games and then... Is it four knockout games or three knockout games?
0: I think it's three.
1: So yeah, so total, three. total six games without conceding the goal. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. very very impressive. But it's quite funny because the goalkeeper after the game—I don't know if you heard his interview—kind um, of got asked how he could, um, you know, what he didn't like about his performance. Or it was a really weird interviewer question based on on, the, on what just happened. And he goes, oh yeah, my performance wasn't perfect, and uh, you know there's still some stuff to improve on. You're like, you can concede a goal. Like, yeah. <laughs> what what can you improve on? And you made an incredible double save in the in the last few moments. Like,
0: yeah, I, that's really, you know, he's he's obviously made what he thought is a mistake in the game, and it's really played on his mind, yeah. hasn't it? That's that's what that yeah. is. And he's young, he's con- and he's, he's young.
1: He's conceded a corner rather than a goal kick or something along those lines, and he's he's. Beating himself up, but yeah, it was just a really weird interviewer question. And like you said, I think because he's quite young, and you know, obviously yeah. in the heat of the moment, tried to pick up a textbook response, didn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah, when yeah. Well, he should be saying, "Look, I'm brilliant." I think. See the goal What more do you want? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. But well, no, I, th- I think it's great. I mean, do you think though that this heaps more pressure onto the men's senior team because we've now got the women's team won the what was it Euros last year? Yeah, um, you've got the under twenty one winning their tournament this year. So do you think this kind of puts element of pressure on the men's senior team?
1: I f- it should. They f- should have pressure on them already, right? Because they yeah. <laughs> we're well, not, yeah, we're not a forgiving bunch of fans, but but also I feel like but. All the younger teams have won tournaments in the last sort of five, five, six years as well. So I don't think it's just the under-21s. I've got a feeling like the eighteens and the nineteens um have right. also have also won tournaments. But yeah, you're right. If just say England went and won the Women's World Cup <laughs> this yeah. this summer, yeah, there's nothing short of um winning is is um it's gonna is gonna let the men's national team off. But yeah, let's let's hope so.
0: Yeah, congrats. so congrats to the under-21 team. We should have probably mentioned it at the start, but um, we've, uh, we've got a lot to, to get through. Um, FA Cup, did you see the article I sent you about the FA Cup? So that's looking like there's potentially big changes and shake-up there. Uh,
1: no, uh, no, I haven't re- read it, unfortunately.
0: Okay, so the Premier League look like they're going to take over um, the FA Cup. And if that's the case, so the Premier League has put an offer to the FA as they look to sell overseas TV rights for the FA Cup for 10 years from the 24-25 season, but only on the basis that various terms are accepted. So ultimately, it's about putting more control back into the clubs. What the changes are is looking at the abolition of FA Cup replays throughout the tournament, uh, the prospect of early rounds of the competition being played midweek, Now, this is the interesting one for me. The end of a standalone weekend for the FA Cup final at the end of the season. So, you know, at the moment, the FA Cup is like the last game of the English league. What they want to do, or what's being rumoured, is it will come in before the final round of the Premier League. So, they'll play it on the penultimate Saturday of the season with a full Premier League schedule taking place on the Sunday. So,
1: So, all those three things that you just said, I don't like any of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: There's some things about the FA Cup which are not broken, and it's those three things that you just said. Like, if you you look at replays and you look at, like, the magic of the Cup, you know, these lower league clubs who, you know, qualify for the FA Cup um, and get through to the third round proper and then, you know, draw with one of these big teams at home and get the financial benefit of a replay at their place... But I think I should stay in. That's that's a big thing about the FA Cup. I just... And mid, yeah. midweek, it's always been a weekend tournament. I don't think that needs to change.
0: Yeah.
1: And the penultimate weekend, it just it just puts more focus on the Premier League, doesn't it? It just... I've, I've, I feel like we've had this once before. I feel like it was played on a penultimate weekend once and it just didn't feel right. It felt like a warm-up event. To to the end of the Premier
0: League, and that's what it will become. Yeah, with 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 regards to the replays, absolutely. I mean, if I'm honest, have I found replays annoying in the past? Yes, but is that because, as a Tottenham fan, I don't want another game to clog yeah. up the fixture list? But conversely, if I'm a, if I'm a lower, you know, like a non-professional side, non-league side, or yeah, a lower division side, and I get drawn, you know, we get drawn against Man City next year. And the first leg is at home, right? Brilliant. We've seen them at home. But then if we can hold them to a draw, the opportunity for those players to play at the Etihad would be amazing. And yeah. we're taking that away. The, I thought the FA, the whole thing about the FA Cup is it's supposed to be about embracing the whole league structure, isn't it? Yeah. And it just feels like this is potentially just in the interests of the top couple of divisions.
1: Yeah. Um I just, the, I, I just feel like there's bigger problems for them to fix before they tackle yeah. these ones which are not these don't need fixing these are fine as, just as they are
0: I, I mean I think they have abolished replays in the last couple of rounds haven't they?
1: So they um, yeah definitely semi-finals and final not having a replay I think that that's fine I think we're, we're happy with that because it's yeah. played on neutral grounds I should definitely stop playing the semi-finals at Wembley is mm. that that should go to a neutral ground elsewhere but i'm I think they scrapped them during covid which I kind of understand I kind of understood why they did that but now we're out of covid and out of pandemic we should they should still be in place right. for all the yeah. reasons you just said
0: and having it on the penultimate weekend do you think it's a weird one because say say you're let, let's say Arsenal and Chelsea Right, for want of a better term. And you are within a point of each other at the top of the league, right? So it's a weekend before the final round of games. What do you do? Do you you put out a slightly weaker side because you want to have a better... And imagine if those two teams are also playing in the final fixture of the Premier League.
1: What I think's funny is even in that hypothetical situation, you couldn't see Tottenham being there. (laughs) <laughs> you, you fabricated a fictional event and made out that Tottenham
0: didn't get to the I final. So I was thinking about fighting for the league. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying we won't get to the final, but I was talking about fighting for the league. Yeah, I think you you summed it up perfectly. There are bigger things that should or could be fixed than than this, right?
1: Yeah, I just... That pronouncement weekend, I just think, makes it... I don't know. And that, that's only really... It's just... Just just imagining, so your scenario is true, is what one you kind of like prefer and which ones you go for. But imagine if the title race and most of the league positions had been sewn up before that weekend. So you essentially get an FA Cup weekend and then a dead rubber weekend the, the, the week after. That yeah. that gives the season a bit of an anti-climax as well. It's just right. the, FA Cup, the FA Cup needs to be at the end. <laughs> Just it, it, should it should be a
0: build-up. It should be a build-up. It should be, yeah, you're, you're, like I said, you're taking the, the, the gloss off it. And, yeah, it should just be a separate – sh- it should be – because it is a special event in own. Otherwise, yeah, you're just making it – uh, yeah, like I said, you're devaluing it. You, you might as well just call it an extra Premier League game or something. It's The, the only yeah. thing I think should change on it, and we discussed it either last week or a couple of weeks ago – is I think it should be back to three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing they need to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, it's the only tweak. That and the Wembley semi-finals I don't like. That. If change those two things, bring the the magic of the cup, stays as it is.
0: Oh, dear. Okay. Um, I then said, this is a bit of a, a funny thing that I spotted last week, but it does have a wider implication. So don't know if you saw, but the non-league side Dover um, have been accused of firing playground shots after a player snubbed them for rivals. However, what happened was Dover thought they signed this guy Adamola Shokunbi, but it looks like just at the last minute he formed a U-turn and signed for Dulwich Hamlet. So what the Dover uh, Twitter account then did was with the news filtering through that Adamola Shukunbi has now in fact signed for Dulwich Hamlet, we look forward to announcing players who actually want to play for the club. So, you know, it feels a a little bit petty, but what I'm thinking is what do you or what do we think about the the use of social media as a whole for football? Because I don't know if you also saw today and something we'll come on to shortly about uh, De Gea, but do you see Marcus Rashford now as being... Uh, highlighted because he did a message to De Gea but left the little bit so I think we know the majority of these accounts are run by PR companies but it, it, they left the line insert your caption here and there was a couple of options and then he wrote the message He forgot to delete the bit out so and we've seen it before there was another another player I can't remember his name but it said um yeah I think it was either after a loss or a, or a victory it said insert your message here, and then he put his message. You forgot to delete the insert message. So what, what do you think as a whole about one, like the the petty side of Twitter, but not from fans. This is from like official accounts. And the fact that what we see isn't actually what the players are thinking.
1: There's another similar story, and just before we go into thoughts, but there's another similar story a few years ago with Joe Hart. I don't know if you saw this when, it, when we were at Tottenham. And we just got knocked out of... Um, either the Carling Cup or I think it was Europa League and just after the game Joe Hart's account goes something like we march on or something so obviously his agency had obviously posted a we won message let's look forward to the next round but we'd actually been knocked out <laughs> and he, had, he came out and apologised on behalf of his agency or social media agency that they got the wrong message <laughs> but it's just I, I don't know official accounts in football the the thing is any mistake is seen by thousands of people within seconds isn't it so it's not like you know if me and you are texting each other and one of us makes a spelling mistake we can delete it probably before the other person sees they don't have that luxury you know once a mistake's made it's out there for the world to see pretty quick Yeah, yeah
0: do you not just think it it makes the point of having these accounts pointless um, I'm not saying Rashford hasn't, you know. I only pick on him because it's one that featured yesterday. I'm not saying he doesn't necessarily do some of his tweets, but these ones where we know it's come from a PR firm is this just shows that there's no meaning behind it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's meant to be a heartfelt goodbye, friend. Good luck in the future. But it's not. It's a uh, it's a robotic tick box. You you can I think you also get it when. Um, a celebrity or someone passes away or a well-known person passes away. Then you have all these celebrities doing the tick box, grieving, we're thinking of you Twitter because they feel like they have to do it because the absence of it becomes news itself. And I, I don't know. It, it feels, everything feels a little bit tick boxy in, yeah. in my eyes. And not like you said, heart, it's not heartfelt because it's from an agency rather than them.
0: Yeah yeah it's 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 a difficult one because obviously they get a lot of followers and a lot of support but i just I just feel like if I knew the account I was following was and I thought I was following an individual and it's clear that it's not what's the point i mean for example, well you know i I love oasis right i've always i always have done, and I absolutely i think I know Liam Gallagher's account is definitely his own. But the Noel Gallagher one, I think, is absolutely a a firm. But, um, but it but it's not hidden. It's it's almost like when you're reading it, you know it's not him tweeting, it's just under his name. So I don't know, I just think um I think that I just think it's quite manipulative when we start looking at this. Yeah. Um but what about
1: TV it, the photos from their photo shoots as well, like when they've played a game there's a you know professional photograph of them playing a the game or tackling a player. And then they put like a tick boxy statement out as goes, oh, we go again or something like yeah. that. And yeah. and with a professional photo. Whereas, are we- like, like you said, like if you follow someone like Erling Haaland, I feel yeah. like the photos he takes are from his phone. So it's, it's, yeah. A, yeah. it's a bit different. You feel like you are following him, unless his PR agents are very, very clever. But I just we- feel like you're following him a bit more rather than others.
0: This is probably a quiz, and it. it's right, right. it's own right, because, you, like you said, we go again. Uh, we've got five cup finals left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it when <laughs> I love it when one of the Tottenham players said that. It's like we've got 10, 10 cup finals left. You're like, we haven't got any experience of cup finals. What even is that? <laughs> so,
0: can we just call them like 38 cup finals from day one? <laughs> Maybe that's... <laughs>
1: that's what you would do. I would do that as a bit of a piss take. I would uh, play on that all, all season.
0: Okay, what do you um, what do you think though? Before we move on, what do you think about the the Dover tweet about them saying we're going to move on to players that actually want to want to sign uh, sign for us? Bit of fun, or do you think it's a little little petty?
1: Um, explain the context again. It's from a player that left, or a player that didn't want to sign. Player that
0: you turned apparently just before they signed the contract.
1: It's a little bit petulant, isn't it? It's
0: yeah. That, that's what I feel. I know. I know what they were trying to do, but I don't think it's necessarily a good look. Um,
1: yeah, it gives gives the impression of like a sulky little stroppy kid, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, didn't yeah. To, I didn't want to do that anyway. I don't Which know.
0: Really. A lot of a lot of footballers are anyway, and football clubs, right? So, <laughs>
1: um,
0: right. I want to talk about transfers, and again, shame Dave's not left here. But I've got—I've just had a look, sort of highlights of the week. We've got um, in the last week, we've got Skriniar going from Inter Milan to PSG for free. Granite Xhaka has now gone to Bayer Leverkusen, which possibly means the rice still sewn up. But even though it hasn't, but again, we'll come to that. Mason Mount to Chel- um, Chelsea to Man United for fifty-five million. Angel Di Maria, Juventus to Benfica for free. Uh Soyonchu, Leicester to Atletico Madrid for free. We've got a few in, in the Women's League. We've got Hannah Hampton, Aston Villa to Chelsea. Uh, Alessia Russo, Man United to Arsenal. That's another free. There's a lot of free transfers this year. Um so Mino has gone from Liverpool to Al Ali for free. Sandro Tonali, AC Milan to Newcastle, which is a great signing. That's an undisclosed fee, so I don't know what that is um, at the moment. One for us, I know it's not in the last week, but we didn't bring it up last week, so we should do, was James Madison to Spurs for 40 million, which, based on everything we're seeing, is a right steal at the moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. Like, you kept comparing him to people like Mason Mount, and I would say that he's a better player than Mason Mount. And, you know, Mason Mount was like, 15 16 million more expensive right
0: it's yeah 55 million to uh to the 40 million yeah
1: yeah
0: um in terms of the ongoing ones we've got rice and then i've put these in like apostrophes canaan and Mbappé. so let's let's talk to you first what, what what do you think about the rice deal at the moment still
1: oh it's boring isn't it <laughs> it's like i can say it's safely because dave's not here like we said to what three weeks ago or two weeks ago when we had Marek on the thing, he's a great. It'd be a great signing for Arsenal. But yeah. why they can't get it over the line quicker? I I have no idea. Like maybe it is a done deal and it just hasn't been released yet. You, you have no idea. But you every time you look on Twitter, it's like oh he's going to have his medical today. He's going to have his medical today, and you're like why well, can't I just get it done? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. if the transfer deadline day was today. It'd be wrapped up today. So what, yes, why why yeah. they can't all act like that? I I have no idea.
0: I think it's definitely done because the whole they weren't gonna let Xhaka go until they got him. So I think the fact that Xhaka's gone is is evidence that it's happening. But it's just you know, and I, and again, apologies to like Arsenal fans, but it is just the worst transfer saga for for ages isn't it because it's 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 been known three weeks ago that it was going to go to Arsenal pretty much but the fact is not tied up so I don't know are they waiting for a specific day you know do they want to I, I, I don't know but um it's looking like it's definitely the 105 million I think over 18 months um so in terms of the next name I want to throw at you is Kane so we've yeah. seen those rumours resurface. Talk to me about Kane.
1: Uh, obviously, I have a lot of emotional responses when it comes yeah. <laughs> when it comes to Harry Kane. I just, yeah, if if that transfer comes off, then good luck to him. I hope he gets the success he wants. Um, obviously, it won't be one of his people that boos him or gets angry at him for leaving. Um, I just don't know. I just. I don't think going to win a trophy with Bayern Munich is or Munich. I just that's not an achievement. I just it's just not I don't know, it's just it's not something anything to write home about, but that's the way the world is at the moment, is we have to have trophies to be successful. Um I think the values you, you compare him to Declan Rice and Mason Mount, I think the values they're talking about are ridiculous because he's such a better player than both of them put together. But he has got a year left on his contract so that probably plays a part in that in that valuation as well.
0: So as of today Bayern Munich's latest offer is €80 million Euros, which converts roughly to £68 million pounds, which I think is, is a, it's a slap in the face. Yeah. It is a slap in the face. Um, and I think I kind of said it last week but I explained it better in my WhatsApp to you two last night is that If you're going to, if people are saying he should go, if you're going to let him go for 68 million, you might as well keep him for another season. Because I think I worked out, what was it that you get 32 million, was it, for finishing? Say, if we can get fourth place, right, which isn't a grant, it, it isn't a given, I think it's 32 million. You then get 15 million for qualifying for the Champions League. That's only 11 million less than what, Munich are given, and I think we stand a far better chance of getting into the top four potentially top five might get you Champions League next year so would isn't it better to take that gamble see if he can get us in the top five he might then under the new manager with new signings he might then be tempted to sign a new contract if he sees things moving in the right way that that we can't you know is a is a fairy tale element but the fact that we'll be better with him than without him is a fact right
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like I said before, I just think he's been at Tottenham too long now to, to really, you know, if he goes and is at Munich for a couple of years and then whatever, he's always going to be known as a Tottenham player or as a Tottenham legend. I don't think he's going to get that sort of status at any other club now because he's, he's been left too late. So, yeah, time will tell what happened.
0: Like you said, um, just quickly, yeah, he, he can go, he can get titles uh, by Munich and play in the... Champions League every year but that is exactly what it will be he went to Munich just to to get those couple of titles so what what does that give him (laughs) other than people are shouting titles but they're pointless in that sense Then he's literally just moved the club just to get that does that suddenly make him a better player than he is now
1: It's quite funny, isn't it? Because like, you're right, there has been this massive thing around him about not winning trophies and all the media and all the pundits and you you see people like Michael Rich saying he's got to leave Tottenham because he needs to win trophies. But then these same people are also, when they're talking about going to Munich, they're saying, "Oh, it's not an achievement to win a trophy there. And it's like he will will get criticised for going there to win trophies because he'll be seen as a glory hunter or, you know, trying to put trophies in his cabinet. And you're like, well, that's what you've been telling them to do the last few years. So he's he's not going to be able to win whatever he does.
0: It's not going to make him a better player having gone to Munich. He's still going to be a legend. He's still going to be an England legend. Okay. It's, you know, it would have been nice to have seen him decorate because as a Spurs fan or Spurs fans, we would love to, of course, we'd love to have seen him decorated in, in medals, but I don't think it changes. that He's probably the best player of a generation in the sense of, his attitude, also, you know, he's never in he's never in the front pages of a paper, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so, so I think the temperament is 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 just great. Um, Mbappe, what, what do you think about that? So, rumours are that he wants to um, he wants to go, but Madrid can't afford both his fee and wages and everything else. And uh, uh, Madrid, PSG don't want to let him go for free next year which I think he could do. So it feels like a really odd situation, this, doesn't it?
1: It does. It, it feels like Mbappe kind of sent announced a couple of weeks ago, it was like, well, I'm going to honour my contract, but that's then I'm going to leave. And you're like, so you, you're asking your owners to lose, God knows what, £150 million, £140 million pound player for free. It just felt a bit of a weird thing for him to come out and say. yeah, Look, What did he say? He's not going to extend his contract... But he's gonna honour the contract he's on, or something something like that. So he, he oh. kind of forces Yona to say, Well, actually now we're gonna to have to do something because we're not having that situation.
0: So yeah, and what they said is basically he either has to sign a contract or he basically he can't he's not allowed to go for free. But what can they do? Because in the end, no one can afford him. So I think it's gonna be the best part of easy best part of two hundred million, right? can't think of what wages he's on but then they also said yesterday there's a loyalty bonus there's this bonus so you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds which Madrid because they're building a new stadium can't afford so if he then stays at PSG what are they going to do put him in the reserves?
1: Well they they do have the luxury that league's not as competitive so you know do they need Mbappe to win win the league? No. Uh, Maybe not. So they could stick him in the reserves for a couple of months and uh interesting. but it is you know it's player against club, isn't it? It's, it'd be interesting how it plays out. But uh you know, he he did make a point of saying that no player is bigger than the club. And if he if he tru- if he truly lives behind that, then he could be in the reserves for a little while. But I just can't I can't, I can't see that value that value player playing that low down. it'd be weird, wouldn't it?
0: It'll be interesting for a lot of the big players because they're now pricing themselves into this situation. So yeah. do you remember Spurs went through a real period of time where every year or every two years they seem to keep offering their players five-year contracts? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know we're in that situation we came now, but yeah, these top players are going to really start backing themselves into a corner with, with their wages and, and everything. So um yeah, watch his space from Bappe. and there is oh, one more. Could
1: he not go out on a loan to buy basis? Could could if they loan him to Madrid, and um, then maybe like clauses that he doesn't play in the Champions League or something along those lines with Madrid giving him them giving him an option to buy at the end of it? I don't know. No, I've oh.
0: never seen actually. Now you've said that, I've never really seen. Does it look bad on a player if you're loaning one of these top players out? I've never seen a top player like that loaned, or yeah. I don't recall it. So does yeah. it look negative on everyone involved? Um, interesting though, interesting, but also, and it's his own fault because a couple of years ago he wanted to go to Madrid, and then at the last minute changed his mind, didn't he? And stayed so, so yeah, he's bought it on himself. So Mbappe made that decision, right? Um, do you know what, one more thing? And then the quiz is going to be interesting this, this week because it's just you, so I think you're going to win it. But, um, <laughs> while we're still talking about transfers, what about the Gea it's an interesting situation there as well, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know the full ins and outs, but i got the impression as they offered him an extension, he accepted the extension, and then United said, actually, no, we're not offering you that at all. Is is, yeah. is that a basic story?
0: Yeah, but let's also, just to add there, it was at reduced wage as well. So he accepted it at reduced payment. I, I think it's t- terrible. I mean, as a club, you can do what you want. I'm not saying that. So, if they don't want him, they don't want him. But the fact that they offered him a lower value contract, he accepted it and then they took it away. I just think that's, I think that's out of order.
1: Yeah. It's it's out of order to someone who has been, and I won't say loyal because he had those chances to go to Madrid, but someone who's been such a servant for them over the last few years and has been so good for him. Like, you know, him, what, Van der Sar, and Schmeichel the three big keepers, you kind of remember yeah. uh, United being successful. He's he's in that three. I just, I yeah. forgot
0: he was signed by Ferguson. I, still, I forget how long ago he's, or how short.
1: He's the last player for United to have yeah. won the league. Um, yeah, so he's the last person from that last squad that Fergie, yeah. sorry, but Fergie had, who's now left.
0: Yeah. Now you know he, he he hasn't been great the last few seasons, but he won. I think he won like the PFA Players Player of the Year five years running. He's won quite a number of awards, and you said about loyal. Ultimately, he was there was that there was that season where he was that close to joining Madrid, but the papers didn't get submitted in time or something. I literally, like we're talking about minutes, and he didn't kick up a fuss for anything. He just carried on playing, and then they stayed there since. So, I, I I just think it's. It, it, I think it's a, a little bit of um, a sour taste in the mouth that the whole offering in the contract, if you make it clear and say, look, we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to retain you. Start looking for another club. is one thing, but yeah, I think it's poor form. And, and, you know, he's in, while he's being offered that, he then sees that they're trying to sign the interkeeper at the same time. It's a, but the
1: reduced wage thing is obviously them accepting or both parties accepting that he's, you know, he's, he's less able than he, than he used to be but then why don't United keep him on as like a reserve goalie as like a mentor to anyone they kind of bring into the club you know, it's it's not like they're paying big wages they've halved his wages just yeah, you know it's, it's weird isn't it and you know he might have ambitions for I mean, a goalkeeping coach like yeah maybe I mean, flawed, but yeah it's, it's a bit poor from United
0: he might not have wanted to be a number two but at least give him the option that, that the way it's played out in the media is that's not the conversation because they gave him a contract which he signed so whatever they stipulated in the contract he was happy with so it's them that changed it I I, I think it's yeah it just feels pretty poor Um, agreed okay right so on to the quiz I think we should still do it
1: (laughs) I'm on for a win uh, and, and
0: I said, well, it's even what? What makes it even harder for me is because after that stunning victory by me last week, I've I've lost that momentum because it's not me anyway. So I think what you're going to do is you're going to take the role of both yourself and Dave, and we'll um, you'll have to answer. So you could still let Dave win, depending on if you get this right. And I'm so going to carry- Go on in. No, I was going to say, I caveat this by saying the quiz actually has come from Lord Joey Fitz. Oh, okay. So what I'm going to say is I don't think I don't think you can intentionally try to lose this because this quiz is quite an ingenious one. So what I'm saying is you're going to take the, the penalty shot for both yourself and Dave and we'll see who wins. And then if Dave, maybe we still give it to you because he's not here. So Yeah, it
1: seems that. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> right. You've got
0: Ten, there's 10 questions here and this is called rap or crap right and what it is is you've got to say there's going to be a lyric you've got to say that features a footballer you've got to say whether it is an actual lyric in a rap song or if it's a line made up by Joey
1: <laughs> it's okay
0: so you'll hear a you'll hear a rap now because this isn't also my my forte I'm going to read it out in the same tone because I wouldn't know how the the, the rap for these, these ones that are genuine, goes So yeah, you'll pick a number, you'll hear a line, you've got to say rap because it was a genuine rap lyric or crap that is made up by Lord Joey. So what number first?
1: Is it between one and 20 if it's 10 each?
0: No, no, sorry, no, 10 is one and 10, so it'd be five each, yeah.
1: Okay, let's go, i tell you what, I'm going to go evens and Dave's going to go odds. So let's go two first for my one
0: right chop left sent to the shop go Matalan pace abuse I chase checks like Obama Yang
1: no there's that's, that's no way that's a rap. that is
0: rap. apparently really? AJ Tracy false nine yeah so you've missed on your first one wow <laughs> that's okay. what I'm saying football knowledge on this one isn't, <laughs> isn't needed so this would have been good for me
1: let's right, go I mean, let's go number one for Dave
0: right number one Man, I live a movie like Pixar. Never took an L. I'm Victor Wanyama defending that fixture.
1: Let's go, it is a rap.
0: It's a rap, so Davis scored. <laughs>
1: Let's go number four for me.
0: Uh, four. Uh, I should, maybe I should have mixed these up a little bit as well, but four. Um my young G, that's my smallest shooty, he go hard for the team so i call him Rooney. Let's go rap. He is young Teflon's daily duppy. Do you know what, I'm actually going to choose for you from now on. Okay. I'm not going to tell you numbers either. Right, let's do this for Dave. Right, think you're bad but you're just Diego Costa. Used to be hard, now you're just making up one of a roster fake that is indeed yep Uh
1: (laughs) Hmm.
0: right Uh, for you we're gonna go with this one never met me I'm a true sayer got experience dodging your shots like I'm David De Gea
1: I think he's made that up
0: he has made that up although I really like that it's very good though I, I, I say <laughs> that it's
1: still good I'm not patronising that it's still still good rhyme
0: yeah. uh, look at the size of my fist I will spark you I'm the grime scenes Lukaku fake that is not fake but that's good for you because that means you've pulled it levels so that is Stormzy Wicked Skeng Man 4 yeah, I'm t- terrible saying these because I really don't know them but Joey you can we that, have another I
1: one? thought that might be I thought it might be fake which is why I said true because it was Dave's one um, <laughs> I think Lukaku is a very hard one <laughs> to get into a rhyme
0: <laughs> right for you so it's 2-all at the moment uh, after 3 I work hard and take all the pain. Checking all my goals like I'm Harry Kane.
1: I think that's true.
0: No, it's it's, it's crap. Not that no, it's good, but it's fake. But it's crap. Um, right. Let's have a look. Yo, get a boot in the face like Beckham. Take man down in less than a second. I think
1: that's true.
0: That is true. I'm laughing because uh, that means Dave's ahead again now. That's murky ace, play your position. Right, you've got two, one each now, so the score is 3-2 to Dave. So I'm going to give you this one. 30 yards out, is it going to bang, though? I'm hitting top bins like I'm Cristiano Ronaldo.
1: I think that's true.
0: No, it's false. So Dave oh. has technically won but he's not here, so I think we've got to give it to you.
1: Yeah, um, we don't have to tell him either, unless he listens. No, we don't. No.
0: What he will never know. Uh, let me just give you the last one. Died in battle. I still wonder why we had burners from young like Alexandra Pato. That rap or crap? Crap. That was rap. Oh. So, so, right. Um, and I did have a, I did have a decider from me, but I'll keep that just for another one so actually fair play lord joey that was actually a really good one and i think yeah, i think the made up ones were actually better than some of the real ones
1: <laughs> he should explore a career in rap shouldn't he yeah
0: <laughs> all right so look uh apologies for dave having dropped out but i'm sure he'll be back next time dan anything you want to say before we go
1: um no nothing for me this week just thank you for listening uh keep on interacting with us on twitter um or threads once once we set the account up <laughs> yeah. um or any other social media platform
0: yeah it's just another social media platform for the footballers to uh put fake messages on now isn't it? yeah yeah <laughs> as as dan said uh yeah thank you for listening if you know for the people that leave the reviews on sites like good etc If this is the first time you've heard us, press that little subscribe button. And yeah, we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to
0: Just Football. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can follow us on Twitter at JustFootballPod or contact us through email on justfootballpod at gmail.com. We'll be back next time with more
1: football talk. Until then, Keep your head up and your eyes on the ball.